This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. of Property Jam where we talk about everything on the human side of property and today we have a uh, another remarkable guest um, for you um, to to listen to and today we have Van Vogstadt. Um, yes it sounds like he's from I don't know which country would you say it sounds like he's from Germany, no, Austria, Dutch. Van and, Dutch. Yeah. I think it yeah. depends if you say it like that or if you say it as it's meant to be said. Oh, 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 we've been here before. <laughs> this is this like deja vu all over again. <laughs> so, so Van, I'll, I'll just go over to you. Please introduce yourself and uh, tell us how your name should be pronounced. Okay, hi, I'm Van Bogstad, not Fongstad, which someone actually put in an article the other day, which was oh, funny. But um, yeah, so you'll probably detect a bit of a Birmingham accent as opposed to a, a Dutch or Nordic accent. My name comes from my wife's surname. We switched after about nine years. So uh, yes, that's where so it comes you, did, from. So if you switched, did she take yours and you took hers? <laughs> we had my absolute boring old surname, which, which I'm sure you'll what? hunt out if you're, oh, if you're bothered. <laughs> what is it? No, what no. is it? You can find it very easily. Do you really I, want to say? Yeah, I do. Uh, okay, it was Jones, which is Jones, horrible. Okay. Oh, I don't know. I don't mind. It's better than Smith. I can't, I'm going to take and Jones. sorry for every it. Jones that's there. But yeah, whenever I tried to play FIFA back in the day, there was never even a Jones, even though it's common. So I couldn't even have my surname in a game. <laughs> but anyway, so who I am. So um, yes, I, um, I still haven't got a good one-liner for this, but I guess I'm a kind of tech startup guy. Um, I founded three tech startups now and a startup is basically a company that pretty much never makes money and then one day could make loads of money (laughs) Um, but yeah uh, so yeah I've had two previous ones that one was bought by a top 100 fintech company and another one was acquired by a multinational Israeli company and now the one I'm working on now is called Coho which is all about property management for HMOs in a modern, nice, automated way. Love it. Automated <laughs> I like that. <laughs> automated Yes, because your, your, uh, your tagline is um, kind of, oh, actually, I, I, it was in, on the tip of my tongue. Hassle-free. No, effortless Effort, management. Effortless, yeah, effortless HMO management. Though we are probably changing that soon. <laughs> to be almost slightly effortless. effortless. <laughs> just, just on a different track. Semi effortless. Just a bit of, just a bit of effort required. <laughs> it was, it was more complicated than we thought. <laughs> yeah. Efforty, a little bit efforty. <laughs> oh, yeah, more effort quite required. Wow. Anyway, so, so yeah, so um, what brought you into um, property? Because obviously the those two previous uh, tech companies absolutely nothing to do with property um w- what were they in and then, and then why did you come into property as a tech provider well matthew um i was going to try and yes. sound all official Tonight, then. Matthew, I'm going to be. <laughs> so uh <clears throat> i lived in an hmo about 10 years ago um i went to uni and i went to uh, a uni that was quite close to my house not necessarily because i couldn't get into any other university 
Um, <laughs> but, uh, F- FYI. <laughs> just to put that out there. <laughs> um, it may have been in the bottom half of the rankings, but uh, but I enjoyed it. But anyway, so yeah, I, uh, I went to uh, uni, didn't really have the uni life. Um, <clears throat> and then when I left uni, I kind of felt like I may have missed out a little bit. So uh, I actively sought out um, a house share. Um, I really wanted that kind of experience of like living with friends, except all my friends had gone to London, um, which was a bit of a pain. So, uh, yeah, I kind of wanted to not move, but find a fun life, but where I already lived, kind of. So, um, yeah, I got really fortunate and found um, this this community in Birmingham of 30 houses, all ran by the same landlord and moved in there and had an amazing time. I'd probably say it was the most uh transformative year i've had with loads of different things like with the housemates we uh we got to 13th in the uk at dodgeball created a dodgeball team don't know why just seemed like do. a good thing to do after watching the film <laughs> <laughs> yeah loads of different things like that um so that stayed in my mind for a long time after because i got talking to the landlord and he uh he managed them all on his own um living in somewhere that wasn't anywhere near it's about an hour and a half drive um and he always told me that other people can't do it and they always ask him how he can do it and that kind of stuck with me for ages so after going in these two other businesses I rounded back on this idea which I'd wanted to do for a good well pretty much since then I just didn't feel I had the skills um and then all of my team agreed that yes this should be the next thing that we tackle Nice. And, and and how's here, it going? And here we are. Yeah, how's it going? <laughs> how's it going? Um, I would say it is on. I don't want to be egotistical. I'd say it's on very good tracks. Um, <clears throat> I think the property industry, prop tech industry, has left a bit of an open goal for people like me, who, um, maybe have been in industries with higher expectations than prop tech traditionally has so we can come in with some maybe more usable approach to things and and build something completely fresh not iterating on what already exists Um, and I think there's always a risk with that that people go we don't want that we want what we know and that didn't happen people are like yes this is this is the right approach so now it's um now it's just about layering on the features that's amazing. I think, yeah, it's the, I think the property industry is screaming out for revolution, <laughs> innovation on the tech side. I mean, mm. there's no doubt about it because it's such a gap, isn't it? Like you say, it's like a wide open goal. So if you can plug that nicely, all power to you, mate, like seriously. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not easy. Like uh, I was talking to someone today about how it's um, there's such a high barrier to entry of what we're doing. So it, it's taken like a year and a half to get to this point. But we're at a point now where the things that we're adding are potentially massive for people and um, and can really save people's time. And I think in like six months time, it'll, it'll be in a really nice position to like pretty much be let's let's say 90% of the market would benefit that's not my sales pitch sorry I have a much more confined sales pitch <laughs> so by the end of 2021 you'll be able to capture the market yeah though 
let's not add that bit to here because I don't like ever being wrong. <laughs> so scrap that bit. <laughs> Unless we can date the audio file every so often. <laughs> By the end no, of we, 2026. We, 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 <laughs> yeah. No, we, we, we don't edit property jam. That's one of the, the, the things of, of property now. jam. It's out there. Oh, so, so um, Van, what would you say um, is the human side of property um, to you? What does it mean? So, um, to me, it's that experience I had in property that was enabled by a guy who, I mean, yeah, it was a business decision for him, but he also had the, I want to do something more than just make money. Um, and he created a product, essentially a brand that has stuck with, I imagine, hundreds of people over time and has been quite an important part to them. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think what he did also would resonate with a lot of other people who have the same mindset. So I don't know if that's the answer you're looking for, but I'd it's say the right. human pro property is the people living in it, having memorable times. Mm. Well, yeah. the, the answer is whatever you believe it to be. So, yeah, so that's, that's what people say when I'm wrong. <laughs> you can't be wrong. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, so funny. Could we do, what if we told them like oh van you fucked that up you failed you're up <laughs> am i allowed to swear yeah i was holding myself back in the last oh few. no <laughs> you know you said you'd listen to 12 episodes how could you have listened to 12 episodes and not heard swearing because it's I, mostly I listen on, my like, two times now. speed oh, okay. <laughs> conflated the truth <laughs> but listening to joe and two times speed must be quite um uh, i don't know terrifying terrifying um I, i'm just like the words like squawking coming yeah. to my mind <laughs> when i said i'm a podcast purist i was gonna ask do i have to speak at like this sort of speed so when it speeds up people can no, still that's understand. that's audible <laughs> that's audiobooks you, you speak audiobooks at like a very relaxed pace so that you can speed it up but podcasts generally um on the whole our podcasts are pretty fast-paced yeah, I don't like listening to things on um, um, fast for fast forward, wind up, mid trigger, whatever the hell you call it. <laughs> Sorry, what um, Sorry, words. <laughs> yes, like, whatever Van was suffering from earlier, I've now got it. I've <laughs> been able to work. It's like COVID, it's spreading like across oh, the God. screen. <laughs> so I can only listen. I can only listen to podcasts or Audible at normal speed. I can't speed them up. Oh, I do 1.5 on them. Um, yeah, um, 1.5 is good. 1. I do 1.8. Yeah. I really? like about two. I was trying to, I was over exaggerating. I was trying to make myself sound good. Uh, Even listening to it at normal speed, I still have to go back and repeat stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I've been listening to books two or three times to try and get half a sentence. I've listened to two books recently on Audible, and I'm going to have to go back and listen to both of them again because it was just so content rich. Like it's yeah. blown my mind. Yeah. So. Do you listen in the car? I don't drive, so no. Mm. I listen in the car and I only realised occasionally when I get out of the car that it's really loud and it's like, you know, how you have people banging music as I go by. I'm like the opposite. It's NPR wow. with some old guy talking about something, but in a very booming bass <laughs> at 1.8 times speed. <laughs> you your subwoofers uh, pumping out, pumping out. Oh dear. I love it. So, um, your your dalliance into property is um well ju just for openness and um inclusivity you're going to tell them the secret tell them the secret 
yeah, so, so, your affiliation. So, <laughs> affiliation, yeah. So Van and Van and myself met a good nine months ago, um, uh, at the beginning of lockdown 1.0. This secret can go any direction right now. It really. I know. <laughs> We've had a baby since then, nine months. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> well, I got this ra- a random message from this guy called Van on on linkedin and i was like what is this about uh, and you, you, you know on linkedin you you get generally get lots of messages from people all either just saying hi how are you doing and no context or trying to sell you um, a thousand and one things mm-hmm. i've started i've actually received a couple now from people saying hi i'm gonna get straight to the point as if that's gonna make me um well, in that case, I'd love to buy. <laughs> Can I just tell you what I now do to that? I now reply to each and every one of those saying, you do know this is not how you conduct a good business. Full stop. And then you get into chat. And I've been doing it because, you know, when people slide into your DMs on Facebook because they're getting fuckers yeah. doing that now as well. Same on LinkedIn. And I'm just like, you do know this is not how you do good business. And I just send it out there because I'm trying to educate the world slowly but surely. I don't know if it's having an impact. But anyway, carry on, Matthew. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Well, well, um, Van sent a message that intrigued me, so I responded. Well, what did you um, say? Do you remember Van? It was something rude. Oh, I love it. Was... it. I'd have replied to that. <laughs> <laughs> you have some attention. I can't remember. It was because um, it was around the time where yeah, we were thinking about taking on our, our own portfolio in, uh, under our own banner, and I was. It was on my mind about like how are we going to manage it. Um, you know what tech you know I'm not a huge fan of anything that's out there all the all the options that um, have been out there have been missing a certain bit of the puzzle so you always need about four or five bits of tech to pull it all together um, and what Van was talking about was something um, that was essentially going to solve all of those problems in under one roof um, and so I thought okay great let's have a chat so we had a chat which I thought would have been about 20 minutes I think we were chatting for about two and a half or three hours I was gonna say I came off the call and said to Liam my co-founder I've just been on a three-hour call <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was really good and I think it was followed up like the next day by another probably two hours was it wow. yeah like we, we just um I suppose you could on like a house on fire just, just with similar visions and values on on everything related to property from someone who's on on the, the tech side of the fence and on a different side and from ours as, as the like the landlord investment developer side so um yeah uh, had had an amazing chat um and those chats continued i eventually um introduced <clears throat> him to Niall and then Van introduced to some other guys and some mutual friends and um about two or three months after that, we decided to start our own uh, a new business. Um, to uh, because Vans was talking there about um, you know, the tech side of it and how that should be effortless or almost effortless, um, but actually the the, the experience uh, you know, to actually manage that process and and um, be the landlord that Van was talking about um, from seven or eight years ago. Um, that you know, there are very few landlords that are able to um, provide that service when they want to. So we just thought, well, why not? Let's not take you know, that challenge on and, and and put together a management solution which can do that. So that's um, led to the founding of Cohome, which is a, a brand which uh, business which launched in in January 2021. Um, yeah, so I've been talking about it. So Van, over to you because um, you're the guy that brought us all together to start this that wacky adventure. How did that? What was the idea behind it? 
Yeah, so um, so when we were first thinking about Coho, we were thinking that we want co-living to be the main way for young people to live. As in, we don't want them thinking, can I afford to live on my own? No, oh, maybe I'll share a house. We want it to be, these are the exciting years where you're out going, going out to restaurants, going out to bars, like, you know, you're having a good time. And the best way to do that is living with people that sort of help you kind of make the most of life as well so um yes yeah, so uh, as part of that um we wanted to find a co-living brand that was really ambitious really looking to be the the name like to really push into the mainstream um i think when matt and i spoke i i mentioned kind of like we work as an example of office space has been around for ages and no one likes office space it's just a necessity that you kind of, if you can't afford your own office you lease office space and then we work comes along and they create this like trendy brands that now people actually choose to co-work because of the network connections I'll make and the, the fun they'll have in doing it it's not just a cost idea and I really wanted to find the company in co-living that we could assist and build the tech that they need to to grow and uh i had a load of conversations with people around the country and there were some good ones but they have a business model that means that they will struggle to grow quickly um, or they maybe would always be overly high-end and not necessarily appeal to a mass audience and then my mind started switching to okay there isn't a company that's already doing it but there's a load of smart people who have the ability to do it just no one on their own kind of like not me on my own not Matt or Niall on his own um, so then my shift switched to can I find people that really have a desire to create something not an ego that they basically want massaging by having something big um because you know if you have if you bring a few people together all with a big ego you're not going to get anywhere so um after after about the first half an hour of matt and i talking he jumped very high on that list and then it just became okay Sorry, hang on of having a big ego well tbc no i uh i think matt has a very genuine passion for doing for uh, for doing this kind of thing like co home um so yes yeah, so matt was on there there was a few other people um dan um ian am i allowed to name names okay yeah mean go anything for it. to anybody but out yes, out <laughs> it's oh, out there in the world dan and ian love dan yeah. and ian you know dan and ian <laughs> big names those guys <laughs> i believe, I believe dan, dan's name. coming on dan's coming on the podcast in the near future as well i believe yeah, yeah he's 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 coming up in the next couple of weeks yeah they're the property version of ronaldinho they don't have other names it's just dan, <laughs> dan. And dan. Ian. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually um yes i arranged a call that we all get together and all of the road bumps I think we all envisioned along the way just didn't really happen. I think we had a really good mindset together of how we can work together and mainly just with the same desire to create this thing. And this is where we are now. I love it. <laughs> it's really it's, exciting. 
Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's just been a one continuous conversation where people started doing stuff, um, and it became something um, bigger. And I think it will be bigger and better than we even can imagine right now. So yeah, it's very exciting. But, I think um, it's it's one of the things as well that that came out of being in lockdown. So I I think because because we were forced to sit or take time out and focus on the bigger picture and why we're doing what we're doing and reassessing and reevaluating the whole business. Um, and like Matt said, we always wanted to bring um, our portfolio in-house, but we could never find a way of making it work properly um, that helped make it easier for everyone involved. Um, so if it hadn't have been for lockdown, I don't think we would have been in this position right now. I hadn't thought about it like that, but I think that's very true. Like trying to get people to get on a call together when everyone's mm. busy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The lockdown baby. The lockdown baby. <laughs> yeah, lots of lockdown babies. I also really like what you were saying about the reason you chose to work with these guys is because the, the human side is what kind of drives the technology. So when you're working with people who understand that it's not only going to help their business, but it's also going to provide a, a solution to what so many people struggle with, which is actually the human management side of things, you know, and that end user experience. It's just, it's, it's really great. You know, it's, it's a different spin on the human side mm. of property. It's the tech spin, which we haven't talked about at all. Mm, it's very true. It's great. No, I, don't, I don't think it would be possible without you know, that, that tech platform and having you know, that kind of inside insight into how, how the tech works and how, how it needs to work. Um, because from, from our perspective, we're, we've got the property experience, the you know, rental experience, whereas Vans doesn't have that. Um, so therefore has to ask lots of inquisitive questions and uh, kind of work out what is the best solution. Because I think w- one thing that I've definitely seen in the property tech world is that landlords come together and go, we need a solution and they provide that the, they find the solution that works for them. Yeah. Um, rather than the solution that works um, generically for everybody in the best way. So, um, and, I, and I think we see that with quite a lot, whereas um, uh, I think that the strength that that, that um, Coho has is that, that it is, um, yeah, Van knows nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's fair. <laughs> um, you know, the Henry Ford quote about faster horses. I think that's that springs to mind. What's the fast? Actually, I only know the I don't one. Know, like, if you think think, it's like if you think you're right or you think you're no. Hang on. If you think you can, whether you think you can, can or whether you think you can't, you can't you're, you're right. right. Yeah. What's the fast yeah. horse one? Um, I, I'm gonna butcher Google. it, but Google it's Google. it's something about um, if you ask people what they wanted back then, they'd have said faster horses. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I think I have heard yeah. that. Oh, you mentioned yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think yeah. um, a lot of people in property they're so used to doing what's done, and yeah. I'm kind of. I've got that sort of mindset where it got me in trouble a lot at school, but I kind of don't <clears throat> don't necessarily follow what's done and instead kind of come up with what I think should be done. And half of the time I'm wrong and half of the time I've come up with something that's interesting. Well, that's what makes yeah. you an entrepreneur, right? Hopefully. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. Because you're it's that's that's the risk 
that's the experiment it's not always going to pay off mm. but that's what brings progress so yeah yeah I was going to say hopefully it's that and not just me uh you know running headfirst into a brick wall and hoping <laughs> hoping I can knock it down <laughs> Although, a very nice property analogy used there brick wall very good <laughs> yeah is that the first one of the of the of the, the episode yes I'll I give my so. right of a bonus <laughs> All things they were scripted to me. <laughs> so, so at this point, um, we normally get our guests to ask a question. Um, so, <clears throat> have you come prepared? I have, I have. So, with this co-home and with all of the things that you're doing, why are you putting yourself through it? Because <laughs> you know these things—they're not easy. Why? What, what's your end game? What do you actually want? Who are you asking? I've asked you this before. I'm asking this to all of you, but I'll start with, I'll start with Niall. Um, do you know, it's a question I ask myself every day, Van, why the hell am I doing this? Um, I think for me, it's, as I've got my vision board up here, uh, which is just above my, my computer, which I look at every day. Um, and up until about four or five months ago, I hadn't updated it or, made it so visible although I have my statement that I, that I play some recorded on my phone and I play it back to myself and the things that are on this vision board are why I do what I do and for me the biggest thing here is for um is for one the biggest thing is for freedom for myself and for for my partner Alex um we we, we want to make a bit of, we want to make a difference um in the way people live um, and the way that I live my life as well. Um, so by providing homes for other people, by provide, setting up a business, being self-employed, being entrepreneurial, being independent, um, gives me the freedom that I need to be able to do what I want to do. Although, just... I, can't, although I can't do it right now because of lockdown, <laughs> but, that, but because I'm in lockdown, that means I can spend, give more time to it today so that when we get out of lockdown, I'll, be, I'll have more freedom. Mm. That just uh, reminded me of when Matt and I spoke, he talked about you, then we all got together in the group, but we hadn't necessarily spoke a lot between us. Mm -hmm. And that just completely reminded me of your message that you sent to the group in WhatsApp, because I think back then I asked and I was in the, uh, I was in the cereal aisle of Costco. (laughs) 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 Just remember reading it and showing it to my wife and saying, yeah, definitely a a good one for the team. (laughs) What about you, Joe? Uh, so two things really. Two sort of one thing means looking back, and the other is kind of looking forward. So the looking back is um, one of the most vulnerable moments I've ever had in my life was when my ex-partner had a brain hemorrhage, and I remember standing in the hospital corridor while he was having open head surgery, thinking, "Fuck, you know, like I'm not going to have any money coming in. He's not going to have any money coming in," and I've never felt that vulnerable in my life before and I've made a promise to myself on that day in October 2012 that I would never ever be that vulnerable again that whatever the future bought it had to have some sort of solution to it that meant I could always stand on my own two feet regardless of what the world threw at me 
And that changed my perspective, which meant I sought out opportunities and then I fell into property. Um, and attached to that was making sure that my family were taken care of as well. So there was kind of like that get your financial ducks in a row thing happening. And then in the future, what's happened is once you kind of sort that part of your life out, then it becomes a little bit more um, vocational and it becomes a little bit more purpose driven, uh, which is where I find myself now, which is actually thinking about how my properties go beyond just sort of sustaining my lifestyle, but actually you're sustaining a need or you're servicing or you're, you're providing, uh, supplying something that helps society in some way, which I guess, you know, links into what the boys were saying. And for me, because I have a disabled brother, the supported living approach is something that I really want to get into. So now that I know my, my parents and my brother um, are, have my time and have money from property, now I can try and contribute to that demand in a marketplace that I want to understand more, can relate to personally, but also I'm in a position to help. Um, so that is, that's why I do what I do. That's a really good answer. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, why do we do it? Why do we put ourselves through it? Um, I think similarly to what Niall says, um, so my fiance Lara and myself, we did our vision board um, over, well, actually just in the new year, actually, yeah, just over the new year. And um, that gave a lot of clarity to, you know, to what it's about. And it's about the, the legacy. It's about what I can do for our kids so that actually they don't have to, so they've got choices. I think that's probably the main thing. It's about creating choice for people rather than it being a they have to go down a career or they have to do something which they're maybe not that passionate about you know I'd say the majority of people end up in careers and uh, and employment that they just don't they do it nine to five and they come home and they do something else and you know for some people yeah that's absolutely fine and they, they live their life and they they do what they want to do um but um I think I want to take away the element of, of chance and I want to create the ability for, for, for my daughter and, and any future kids to have, have that choice. Um, and also for us so that we can um, provide and take the time off to, you know, to educate them the way we want to, to um, give them the experiences that are going to make them uh, you know, much better people. Um, than they are right now because at the moment she doesn't let me sleep um <laughs> <laughs> she's to learn um but um yeah that that's probably the main reason um and then kind of beyond that um it's always been about um connecting people and community so uh, i i i i say this quite regularly that um it stems from my musical background where i've always loved playing with others playing in ensembles and bands and that's been Nile. what Lights my fire. <laughs> no, Niall and I heard playing with others, and both of us heard the vibrations. Children, sorry, man. Uh, play, playing with others, where the outcome is greater than the sum of the parts. Love it. Thank you. Um, so, and yeah, I'm working on that at the moment with with the the album that we're writing at the moment, or, or recording, should I say? It's written, but it's being recorded at the moment, and uh, it's uh, amazing to create something, and that's why I really enjoy. I really enjoy creating something and leaving leaving a legacy so for property it's creating um homes it's creating community within those homes um for music it's 
create uh, well and the property side and again leaving a legacy which i'm proud of so i'm not going to set up a property and then just leave it to rot i'm going to set up a property and then it needs to be well, well maintained well looked after the customers go, go have a great experience hence co-home um and so that's passion passion for me and i think you know that yeah, that, that that could keep me going for 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 years and years in that the challenge of doing that around the country and then potentially around the world um is uh, is amazing because we'll learn so much um all, along that journey sorry adventure yeah the j word um and uh, yeah and, and doing it for um this is build great business build great community um have the freedom leave a legacy that's me very good so van went <laughs> deep what about yourself i'll just say a bit, a bit of each year no um yeah i mean as you know i have four children um and i think that can change your perspective a lot of the time and it almost shifts you from being the center and, and it then becomes like what you're what you're creating um i've always said that I, i'd love for my children to have the same sort of experience i had in the house share and that isn't about me setting up let's say something like co-home or trying to push co-living to create that for them but um i really think it's like responsible businesses is what creates like change that's sustainable change um, and I have to do my part in that to push in one way. And then I'm sure someone else is doing their part to push in another way. But if there's enough people with that same mindset of wanting to create sustainable businesses that, that make a profit, but also improve the world in some way, then the world that will be left to them will be in a better place. So, yeah. I'd oh, say yeah. something along those lines. It's really, <laughs> nice. it's really, really nice, isn't it? Um, yeah, you can do a lot of good with property, um, despite what the media say out yeah. there. Yeah, or a lot of bad, depending which way you want to go. <laughs> well, this is it. And I, th- I mean, there's, we've, we do talk about this, that, you know, um, if this came up again on a recent episode with Lisa Brown, where we were, you know, saying that there are a lot of assholes out there, a huge amount, you know, who really give property a bad name because they're driven by money and ego. And when you take that away, um, and it's actually with decent human intention, um, money flows first and foremost, because it just does, because that's where the need is greatest. So you're doing it for the right reasons. And um, yeah, it's it's surrounding yourself by those people is really important, which is what you're doing and why you found these guys. And I think it's like you, you have to almost, you can't guilt people to do the right thing because if they're not of the right mindset they won't do it but if you can create a change that makes it so they do the right thing because it's good for business like i think that's where things improve that's why my coho is trying to do as we are we're trying to make it so it's really easy to give good service and you're not giving good service because you're willing to take a a bottom line hit just to be a good person yes Mm. that's something that always kind of surprised me a little bit within the property world just because it's inevitable that you're going to make money in property if because it, it there it, it's like Joe has just said everybody needs to live somewhere. So if you've got a brain in your head, it's it's not that difficult to make a property deal work, especially a little buy to lets or whatever. So it, it always baffles me as to why and how landlords can be so blasé and um, 
guess are so negligent towards the customers that they're putting into their properties. It just baffles me. Yeah. It was even on the news this morning, actually. I, God, why I sucked myself into this vortex of news, I don't know, because I try to avoid it at all costs, you know, at the moment. I get the headlines about what we can and can't do, and then I just focus on what's going on in my world because I just can't handle anything else. And um, they were demonising the private landlords on uh, Good Morning Britain. Yes, I was watching Good Morning Britain. And uh, What is that? Is that like... Um the old gmtv yeah it's that and it's got Susanna reed and piers morgan on it who's just a prick oh really yeah just oh, such a prick anyway and he you know he was basically so he was attacking the student market um and the student landlord in particular which is obviously like a kick in the balls for me and um he was just saying you know why are the the greedy private landlords profiting from students you know who aren't actually living in accommodation and, you know, um, living at home with their parents and spending tens of thousands of pounds on education they're not receiving face to face and accommodation that they're not living in. And it, the, the like the visceral, like vicious, toxic attack on the private landlord, first and foremost, there was no sympathy, no understanding or seeing it from the other side of the fence about it being a legitimate business and how, you know, they just didn't. They went straight for the jugular. And I was like, oh, my God, I was like, you know what, Piers? mute like I just had to turn it off because it just it was so so negative and just went straight wonder, down the demonizing landlord route I wonder whether Piers Morgan has got a few properties listen I'm telling you now he has because he's not a stupid man when it comes to making money yep. and Susanna Reid actually let slip something and she goes well obviously there are you know it's a legitimate business for those who are doing it professionally out there I was like oh hang on a minute babe have you got <laughs> you've got a couple you've got a couple of bathrooms have you uh, oh hang on <laughs> I hate that sort of thing though because it takes such a complex topic and tries to give it just a, a soundbite that people can be like oh bloody landlords yeah mm. it's just like the but the thing that bloody i landlords. hate most is when someone goes oh it's common sense isn't it it's like yeah. that's usually a code for meaning it's really complex and you've taken the first <laughs> layer of it and tried to understand and explain the whole thing yeah. totally. common sense isn't it if they're not if they're not a university they shouldn't have to pay common that's sense that's it simple and and it's like the what they do is they just kind of skim off the cream like of the of of what the masses are thinking and go Mm. yes and he knows what he's doing like he's been an editor of a paper he knows how to rile people up and of course also he's a smart person so he knows that it's not true yeah yeah it was very it was just the popularist view that gets all the viewers on side that's what they're interviewing you know it's what sells the paper it's what gets people you know talking and watching his show 100% 100% yeah so I literally I was all like shut down peers like fuck off like I was so, <laughs> so you don't, I don't watch the news I've, I can't remember the last time I actually watched the news on TV because it is a full load of shit yeah. <laughs> just go straight to QAnon Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want the truth. <laughs> and also, just a disclaimer: that was a joke. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. We'll, we'll put that. We'll remind people of that in the show notes, just to clarify. <laughs> I was genuinely little segue. I was genuinely on the phone to someone from Three who phoned me about my contract. I was on the phone for over half an hour while they told me all of these conspiracy theories. It was the most bizarre phone call I've ever had. Wow. I saying, do you know what Hollywood is? It's the California holly tree that gives powers to mages. And it was like, what, what was this about my contract? <laughs> do you know, I had the same experience. I had a guy repaint my flat. He was, we should have been here for like 10 days. He was here for three weeks. And I'm not joking. <laughs> 
We, we covered that. everything. Oh, no, honestly, it's because he, he had so many conspiracy theories that he wanted to share with me that it actually just took like a whole week and a half extra because he, he was imparting his wisdom. And it was everything from the moon landing to 5G to, oh, um, oh and COVID obviously featured as well. Yeah. Oh, gravity. Did you know gravity's not real? It's all a conspiracy. Oh, I assumed it wouldn't be. Oh, Scientists yeah. are always lying to us. I'm not joking. I, secret, my, I was telling my cousin about it and she didn't believe me. So I secretly, I covertly filmed him because he was spinning a story about something or other hands down it was the funniest thing i sent it because she's in new zealand i sent to new zealand and the whole of new zealand now knows about the alternative conspiracy theories around gravity out there <laughs> <laughs> oh some people have little to do with their time this is what happens when you've got too much time in your hands and you're not building a business or doing something in lockdown you just come up with all this crap <laughs> but you do don't you you waste your energy on the news and you waste your energy on what everybody else is thinking when there's no like there's no logic behind it it's like put your energy yeah. into something that grows something builds something so yeah definitely yeah well um joe yeah i believe you're in charge of the roulette wheel this evening right. oh god pressure right i better get into something that actually brings up the list of episodes so here we go <laughs> <laughs> how prepared am i yes right it's only the third episode we've recorded today so you, you didn't have any chance <laughs> to prepare none at all i'm just you know i like to fly by the seat of my pants you know me right okay so for those who uh, are new to Property Jam um, and don't know what episode roulette is, what we do is we get our special guests to, uh, once the, the co-host has started scrolling, say stop and whatever episode we land on in our previous list of episodes, we read out the topic and the guest gives their human perspective on that episode topic. So, Dan's looking quite nervous at the moment. He does look, he's pale as well. Are you okay? I'll tell you I'm nervous. I can hear the kids outside the door. Oh. <laughs> like at some point I'm going to be like, oh God. <laughs> All right. That's part of being human. If they come like, if they ambush in, it's fine. Right. Okay. So I'm going to start scrolling in at, at your leisure van. Say so stop. Stop. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. Um, getting the deals. Now, I wonder what your perspective oh on that is. Because, like, do you do you invest in property yourself, or are you looking to invest in property? No. Yourself? When we started with Coho, we were thinking of putting some of our exit from the last business money into an HMO and oh. using it as an example. And then we quickly realised that they're bloody hard to manage. Yes. And it isn't a good thing to do on the side of building software because if it was easy enough, the software would use software that existed and we wouldn't need to do it so gotcha. yeah do you see yourself moving into property at some stage or do you sort of like, um, like the fact you're on the prop tech side I definitely would when the software was there yeah I mean that was the only reason that we didn't it's just because it was going to be really difficult um yeah I'm really bad at design so I, w I wouldn't know how to make something look nice um I but I would like to, to do, do it yeah. yeah, I'm quite good at that. <laughs> Ask someone else to do something for me. But yeah, I've, I would like to, yeah. Can't offer much more of an opinion on deals. Sorry. Yeah, fine. Don't worry. Let's go again. Right. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Okay. Ah, timely. Happy New Year. So in this episode, <laughs> uh, I think this was like. Uh, it's February. Wait, wait, wait. It's also very specific to very generic. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to link it nicely. So we're in 2021. Obviously, we have a pandemic that's still existing. And, but you also have an exciting venture that launched in 2021. So what's it looking like for you? Like, what's 2021 looking like? Um, I would say it is going to be pivotal. Oh, 
Yeah. So, uh, you know, with a startup, things never definitely succeed. They're more likely to fail. But um, that said, I'm, I've got a good track record okay. so far. So I'm kind of hoping, <laughs> hoping for success. Um, yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's going to be a really interesting year. I think it's when the world kind of wakes back up. And I feel like there's been a load of creativity that has just been dormant or not even dormant just stuck in someone's head or stuck on a notebook somewhere and I really think that this year when when there is you know people are starting to get back out again I think there's going to be like a mini kind of a mini golden age in terms of creativity culture things to do yeah Yeah. all of that yeah I'm with you actually and hopefully we're sort of part of that on our side as well and um and yeah, I think co-living is going to have a massive boost because of that as well. Great. That's exciting. Right, I think we've got time for one more. Okay, I'm scrolling. Quick round. Quick fire round. Stop. I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. Stop. Uh- <laughs> is it another one deals again? <laughs> <laughs> Episode 17, Guilty Pleasures. What's your guilty uh- pleasure? It doesn't have to be property related. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just going to just try and be really like over the top brutal mood then like not even true just just for shock factor do it do it <laughs> asphyxy wank <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, brilliant I'm, I'm, so that rounds up the I, episode I, uh, thank you so much chocolate <laughs> I, I come chocolate. up with a little chocolate platter I, I'll mix biscuits and chocolate going from more biscuity to more chocolate oh. my wife said it was like a cheese platter of chocolate the other day oh that sounds great so, yeah I hope I'd, say, I'd say it's chocolate do you know what I did once I put um I don't know if this works I think it works but I got um caramel ice cream I've, I broke up a Twix and put it through it and then I also sprinkled Maltesers over it and then just kind of had it all mixed into one it's freaking delicious like, it's just so like that's like one of those um haven't you got shops like that in australia new zealand where, yeah they call like rocky or cold rock or something where you've got you pick your ice cream and all your bits and bobs and they just mix it throughout mix it all together yeah 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 i don't know what they're actually called is it i don't think it's called that is it it's cold called... rock yeah. you thinking of a mcflurry well, a mcflurry a would people. be a a poor man's version <laughs> Yeah, because it's shit ice cream. Oh, I missed the property. With all your properties. We're next level, We're next level. We don't do McDonald's. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're um, KFC. I can just see you now as the little McDonald's money bags. <laughs> I like a happy meal. Not McDonald's, sorry, Monopoly. Well, to be honest, we, we could probably get McDonald's on because they are a property business rather than a food business. Oh, yeah, that's they are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's indeed. True. Yeah. But, um, uh, I think um, thank you so much, Van, for being on and sharing uh, your tales and tips. Not any, there's no real tips, was there? Your tales harsh. and experiences in property. <laughs> a bit harsh. I got a lot. I learned a lot. <laughs> Yeah, you, didn't really, you didn't really inform us in any way. You're a bit shit, really, weren't you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thanks for no, your charity. Yeah, <laughs> honest, that's, that's, that, that is the remit of Property Jam, not to be non-informative and non-educational. So, we're thank, so congratulations, Van. You ticked all the boxes. <laughs> um, so on that note, I'm going to say uh, thank you very much. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me.
Come and jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more. On Facebook, search Property Jam Podcast. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Property Jam Podcast. Or you can email us at propertyjampodcast at outlook.com. See, see you on, on the next, next episode. episode.